because of the comments, because of the comments I'm getting in my YouTube section, I'm just going to take this opportunity to say fuck Nazis and then stitch it in here somewhere. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, yeah, as yep. long as as long as we both saw the the clap number, then we're good. Oh yeah, no, it definitely, definitely worked. I think we just we're so in sync. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard blinds. I heard none, but I, I was also maybe just I, clapping really loudly. I think I have the least uh, noise canceling on on my end. My noise gate's pretty low because my room's like silent. Mm. So. I am just like sitting in a box completely surrounded by like soundproofing. So true, <laughs> like true. I've got sound I almost have soundproofing on my ceiling. Nice. Jeez. I might yeah. I will probably have a little bit of background noise because Lexa's playing armor. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Whatever shall we do? There might be a sneeze as well. Oh <gasps> I mean that, that I can't edit out. I cannot <laughs> edit out sneezes. It's fine. Unless, like, all of us, like, don't acknowledge it and you're not talking at the time, then mm. yes, I could edit it out. But otherwise, uh, I, I don't edit out sneezes. Nah, it's fine. It's fine. All good. Don't need to do Unless that. Arch is editing this one? I don't actually know. <laughs> I need to check in with him. <laughs> I don't know, actually. I but I have nothing to do with that. <laughs> you know what doesn't need a sneeze edited out is episode 80 of the Halcyon Frequency podcast. I'm blind and I'm hosting. Two weeks in a row of me hosting. Mm. Fancy that. Uh, and I'm I'm joined today by FG Squared. How are you doing today? Yeah. Hi. Um. I'm all right. It's Friday evening, so I am getting to the point where it's where I'm tired. But it's like the weekend is starting, so that's good. So I can't Everybody's complain. Everybody's working for the weekend. Uh, Silly, yep. how are you doing? You're also here today. Hi. I'm doing well. Um. Just woke up. So I'm a little bit sleepy. I'm really excited. I just finished a swatch for my sweater that I'm gonna knit. So I'm very like focused on it. <laughs> a swatch for your sw- okay. So I know about the brand swatch. No. What's a swatch for a sweater? So you have to do a gauge swatch because basically, um, every person knits at a different like tightness as they knit, and then like every brand of yarn is ever so slightly different. And so you have to do that to make sure that the garment's going to come out at the size you want it. But what's a gauge swatch? <laughs> that is like a five by five talking in inches here. Five by five, just like square. That uh, okay. gets an idea of, so you can measure your stitches in a certain amount of space. So you can figure out if it's going to be like the correct size. Oh, okay. That that makes sense. Because you're just like, it's a, it's this, this. And then I'm like... What is that? Then you're like, it, it, you, you use it for this. It's like, yeah, but what is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at explaining. I'm sorry. That, that's fine. Basically, I mean, you also just woke up, I think. Basically, yeah, I you did. just have I... to measure how, how much you knit. Like how, how, yeah. Cause, cause yeah, as we said, sometimes some people just pull it really tight and some people knit rather loosely. And that obviously the looser you are, the more ground you'll cover with, um just less less yeah less basically i uh i'll be honest i've never done any kind of knitting or cross stitching in my entire life i've done plenty of sewing and like mending of things like i've i've fixed clothing before and i know how to use a sewing machine i know nothing about anything to do with yarn so i've done some uh crocheting when i was a child but not really knitting that was never my thing 
I used to watch my Oma crochet, but I've never done knitting. What got you back into knitting, Sui? Especially considering, like, you live in a desert where it's really hot. <laughs> so, okay, so I started knitting for the first time in high school. Um, just for funsies, because my mom crocheted, and I wasn't too huge on crocheting. I didn't really like the way it looked, and I liked the way knitting looks more. So... Um, I had my mom teach me, and then I tried to make a blanket for the guy I was dating at the time. He broke up with me before I finished it, and then I ended up completely undoing it and turning it into a massive scarf in college, and I stopped knitting around COVID, and I'm getting back into it, and I'm doing, like, more complex things than I used to, and yeah. Awesome. Well, that's awesome. I mean, rediscovering old hobbies, I think, is the best part of having hobbies. Yes. Yeah. Like, I I own so many cassettes now, and I copy so many cassettes, and I like record records onto cassette for my dad. It's it's been fun. <laughs> it's like I I realize I just admitted to like mass music piracy, but like I'm not selling it. And it's I'm just sharing with my dad. And like, what are you gonna do? Like, sue me? <laughs> it's like it's like you live like I don't know, thirty five years ago almost. I guess. <laughs> uh, like, I, I, was, I was recording songs off the radio like three weeks ago. <laughs> mm. Oh my god, like, I haven't listened to listened to the radio probably in like twenty five years at this point. I think I have twelve meters of rate of FM antenna wrapped around my ceiling. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Sounds good. It's part of the like apartment's decorations at this point. I don't even <laughs> see it anymore. <laughs> but I, I can, I can nice. get like FM stations from like halfway across like the province. It's kind of wild. That is crazy. Yeah, it's kind of nice when like I just want music that just doesn't end, but also isn't a Spotify playlist. Yeah, it's just. I guess I guess it depends what kind of stations you listen to. But then you've got ads. Like that's like, and pe depends on the station. Yeah, yeah. Not all stations have ads. Most of them I here mean, do. Like, like unless you get like super indie stations or something. And they've got like the DJ talking into the songs and that sort of stuff. The the CBC here uh, is like like has no ads on it, um, mm. and like they have both AM radio and music radio. There's two different music stations. There's their classical station and their contemporary station, which is just like in Canadian indie music, which is fun. And they'll have like blocks of like an hour where it's just like yeah, there's no talking, no ads. It's just music for an hour. Oh, that's nice. Which is pretty nice. Yeah. And then their talk radio is kind of great too because it's just like random person in tiny small town going around interviewing people about what they think about like new road lines that were painted <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like stuff like that like the the most like small town news stuff which is just very entertaining and then also just like we're interviewing a local philosopher from canada who wrote a book about breathing god <laughs> like like, it's it's the some of it's just strange but also like i don't know it's kind of culturally fascinating i, I like the radio a lot mm -hmm. and and if i want to listen to out of touch old fogies i listen to sports radio Oh God, no, no, no! That just... Oh God, just thinking about that <laughs> stresses me out. Rediscovered any hobbies recently? See, the thing is, I have ADHD, <laughs> so you get really into a thing, mm -hmm. right? You get really into a thing. And you really get into it and you read up a lot and you buy stuff. 
and then you do it for a while and then you stop and you basically never get into it ever again really because it's like it never gives you the same like dopamine mm -hmm. hit again ever oh i did mm. i did buy my new camera so that's nice so i've been taking that out and going on adventures outside because i like i guess that's why i haven't been on the podcast really in a while because i went on three adventures outside like two in three separate occasions i went to twitchcon paris and then the weekend after that i went to fantasy forest which is a uh big medieval market rent fair type thing here in the uk and then uh like four days three days after that i went to a special preview event hosted by team 17 technically hashtag ad because uk sponsorship disclosure guidelines though i didn't get paid for it for a preview of the event gourd so we went to butzera ancient farm which is this experiment experimental archaeology farm in the south of england and we uh, had an event there and that was really cool so uh, I, I took my camera i haven't actually though um like look through the pic pictures and pick the ones i wanted to post yet i need to do that like tomorrow um i, I guess i guess yeah we're kind of all getting like my entire community is kind of getting back into lego i suppose i don't know but that was never a hobby as a kid because that was just toys right it was like oh, it's just lego and it's play and build stuff so i don't know wouldn't call I was it never a lego kid really were you, wow were, were you like a playmobile kid no um, i played a lot with dolls ah. <laughs> and like okay the way i played with them was like i would have them go on these like really dramatic things and they'd all be fighting all the time wait <laughs> nice. so you were a like the learning channel like show director but for your dolls yes got it it That's was cool. so fun as a little kid. Um, also, my gauge didn't turn out, so I have to completely redo this thing that takes like three hours. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's not good. I need to use bigger needles. At least it's not a Phineas gauge. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, it's better than like doing an entire sweater, which takes literally probably like hundreds of hours, and then finding out that it's the wrong size, because it would have turned out way too small. Hmm. Hmm. I'm just, I'm making sounds as if I understand what you're saying. I mean, like, I, I know what you're saying, but. Hmm. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> since, since, since we're all rediscovering hobbies from, from uh, times long past, I, I think it's time for us to jump into a hobby that we all currently have, which is playing video games. Mm -hmm. Sounds good, yeah. Does that work for you too? Okay, okay let's, let's jump into games. We'll be right back after this. And we're back with episode 80 of the Halcyon Frequency Podcast. I'm still hosting Blind, and I'm still joined by FG Squared and Suey. And uh, FG is going to talk to us a little bit about uh, The Expanse, a Telltale series. Yes. Oh, my God. Like, ah, it's finally here. Well, first of all, oh, my God. Telltale. What? Telltale went defunct, kind of. Question. Where is Several it? Several years ago. Is this going to be on Steam? Is this an epic thing? Is this a... Because I feel like I've seen nothing about... Like, I remember it being announced, but then hearing nothing after that. Yeah, it's it's exactly uh, what you thought. It's Epic exclusive for now, for a year. Okay. And then it comes going to come to Steam. Uh, it's also out on consoles already. Like, you can play it on PlayStation Xbox as well um, right now. 
but yeah so um there is a new telltale game out and it's like a telltale game where you have to like with you know all the choices and blah 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 we'll remember this and all those and all those things that is uh uh indeedy doodly a thing now um and it is also by telltale it's not just like x telltale gives like the star trek game that recently came out this is actual telltale at least under the telltale name because they went bankrupt defunct the name and the studio got bought they were resurrected and so they made they made their next their next game which is based on the expanse it tells the backstory of uh kamina drama so that character Ooh. that you know from the show and the book and I love her. so it's uh yeah a lot of people like her she's a freaking badass and um so it tells her story so it takes place before the events of the book and the show and um basically i'm not going to spoil anything of course so you play as her and everybody that is with you can die except for her and it's really cool the first episode is out they're going to release a new episode every two weeks every other every other thursday is going to be an episode the first episode was really good like really good just really short like a little bit over 90 minutes but it was it's oh it's the expanse and like you load in and it just oh, plays the music from the tv show and it's oh my like, gosh i want to play so good so, oh. so because you said that this is a telltale series um instead of you know releasing a full game they're they're doing it episodically like they've done in the past right do like we know what the past, yeah do we know what the episode cadence is going to be for this yeah, as I said, every other week, every two weeks. Every two weeks. And how many episodes is there going to be total? Five, I want to say. Let me double check that real quick. I want to say there's five. And um, if you... So, so okay. This is a bit this is a bit weird and wonky. But, sorry, there is, there is five um, total. Uh, but if you buy the what's it called is it the premium edition is that what they call it um let me just i'm just looking through through the <laughs> through the materials that i was sent because uh, i got a review key for this not yeah so there's five there's five but if you buy the premium edition there is a sixth episode but it is that's not part of the story of the of drummer that you're going through That's in the weird. main game there is a there is a, a, a <laughs> there is a very fan service just just say what it episodes. is what is it <laughs> like um it, it's is, an episode it, it, about christian okay christian so it's, extra Abba, DLC, it's extra dlc essentially basically yeah yeah it's an extra thing it's a separate you know it's, it's removed and this, from this the is purchasable story. separately i would assume i don't actually know I'm not sure. I don't like that. I'm not a fan. And yeah, it's a it's a bit weird. This is this is always the problem that I had with Telltale games, and I think it was like largely a reason why they had such a hard time being sustainable in the past. Was you'd be like, "Oh, Telltale put out a game. Okay, how do I buy it?" And then the person mm. would just that you're talking to would just be like, "Well, you could just buy the whole season, or you could buy them piecemeal, or there's a package that you can buy that comes with these three games, or you can do this thing that gives you this extra mm. thing." And it's like, by the time you so, finished explaining it to me, it's like, 
okay, I I'll think, just go watch it on YouTube because like I think I know why the way they did this, the way they did it though. So there's because a it's on the edition. Epic Game Store, so nobody knows it exists in the first place. I mean, that's the problem, anyways. Yeah. Um, no. So there's the standard <laughs> edition that includes all five episodes, and then there's the deluxe edition, which is the DLC episode extra. So it's the DLC episode is only it's five dollars more. But honestly, it's probably extra because they had to pay the actress for a Sarala probably a lot of money to do it because they have the they have yeah they have the whole cast right no because oh, do they not? this is a diff well it's no it's a different it's a it's completely different people but they do have the uh original actress for drama so okay. and they have the original um voice actress for christian avasarala as well i will not try to pronounce her name because i don't think i can properly um so they have they have both of those very very no noted actors notable actors actresses so they probably have to pay them you know i would presume that that's why the dlc is extra and it's kind of a little bit more fan survey than the other one so i i i, I get why but i actually i i really don't know if you can just buy later on can buy the extra episodes yeah, I, on top of. I think for me, uh, the way that this is going to go for me is I'm going to wait for it to be done and probably wait for it to come out on Steam mm. um, for two reasons. Like One, like there's been a number of times that Telltale games have come out and, oh my God, this first episode's amazing. Mm. Oh my God, episode two is great. Episode three kind of sucked. Episode four was boring. Oh, I didn't play the last three. Um, and I would like to see what the general kind of thought is on the quality of this once it's done, because Telltale went under, and Telltale went under for a mm. reason, right? Oh, yeah. And Telltale is back now, and from my perspective as somebody who passively enjoyed some Telltale games but never was heavily into them, they seem to be making a lot of the same mistakes as somebody who's a casual, occasional enjoyer of a Telltale game and not somebody who's a hardcore fan. I really, really, really like The Expanse, but if it ends up coming around that, nah, some it, it, people don't like it by the end, I will just watch the good bits on YouTube um, and, mm. get, and get what I want because the gameplay, like, I'm assuming that this is still a Telltale game gameplay-wise, right? Or are they doing more of, like, the, the Wolf Among Us where there's some walking around and some, like, puzzle solving? Um, I No puzzles yet. There okay. is... There is, however, well, like, it's not really it's, puzzles, it, but if it's just the it's dialogue, 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 dialogue. No, it's not because you there is zero G bits where you have to uh, fly around through space and orient yourself through space and through spaceships and that sort of stuff, and you go around grabbing salvage, and some of it is a bit more hidden so you get okay. some stuff that might you use later but it's not really puzzly but there is exploration sure yeah, you know I, I, in that I don't regard. Know. Just... so there's a bit more than than it's just it's just it's not just dialogue 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 certainly I, I sorry if i seem like i'm coming off as a bit of a negative nancy on a game that a lot of people are very excited for just purely because i am so bloody skeptical of anything called telltale it just Mm -hmm. it, you know it it, it, it makes feels sense, weird though. yeah i i think they're kind of doing themselves a disservice releasing the episodes one by one i feel like they should have just because clearly i mean if the next episode comes out in sept like if the last episode comes out in september uh 
in like five six weeks from now that kind of means the entire game is done so why not just release it all in, in one go mm -hmm. like just let me play through yeah. it rather than like we stretching already know. It out no, i don't know but because like before like how they used to do it which where with where there was like i don't know three months in between the episodes you know yeah i, I feel like but we already weeks? know that know. episodic video games don't work hitman tried it we saw how that turned out telltale went bankrupt once um yeah. there's been many episodic games made by various indie studios that just didn't sell well enough to sustain themselves we kind of know that this doesn't work right it's a bad format for video games um yeah regardless agreed. of if people keep trying it or not and i think it's kind of weird that they're still trying yeah, I, I, you know, I like don't that, understand that, the, that Star the Trek game that, that Star Trek game that came out on um, Epic not too long ago that you really enjoyed, which I'm blanking on mm -hmm. the name of now. Um, that was just a full game. That was a full game, yeah, yeah. yeah they just, it wasn't that was just super long, but it was like but... normal, normal length. Yeah, that was Star Trek Resurgence, by the way, just to yeah. drop that name. Which, by the way, they have now added um, uh, higher resolutions than 1080p, and I think also ultra wide support. Finally, I could I could play it in 1440p. <laughs> this is a game that I think is infinitely <laughs> more interesting to me because I keep hearing good things about it, and it's not episodic, and it's one price, mm. right? I could just go buy that game mm. and play it, mm, or just go true. get key for it and play it. There's none yep. of this, oh, this is how much individual episodes cost, and this one episode is only available in this package, and this is only doing a bit. Oh, come on. Like, just... To be fair, to be fair, with the current, with the Expanse game, you cannot buy the episodes separately. So you buy the game or you don't so buy, you the buy the game. So you buy the game without all of the, the episodes. The only thing that you can buy you extra buy the is the DLC. The so you you buy, you either buy the five episode package or the, the extra one with the DLC. With Still the two options. I, I don't know. I, yeah, anyway. There are two options. To be fair, okay, okay. The, the, um... Uh, deluxe edition also technically gives you early access to the episodes like 24 hours early access i hate that even more <laughs> i just yeah like, i don't know like there's yeah yeah i'm there, also not a fan of that everything about yeah. this just feels weird and gross I, I don't know i best of luck to him i hope it's good i i hope that I uh, think... the rest of the episodes live up to the the obvious hype that you're feeling for the first one yeah me too me too i mean honestly though they have to because if they don't they... i feel like they're they just Wolf gonna die again that's that's their big heavy hitter but like I didn't even know this had released. Like literally, the, I just learned that this released today when you told me. Like I've seen no PR emails about this. Me I've too. I've seen no streams. Nope. No articles. There was nothing. nothing being written. Uh, none of the big mainstream podcasters I listen to who talk about a lot of console stuff have talked about it. So maybe it's just flying under the radar, or they're doing a bad job promoting it. Like some something weird is going on here, and I, I don't like it. They're they're doing a bad oh, job yeah. of promoting it. For some reason, though. They apparently did pay Ko to play it yesterday, only but Ko. only okay. Ko. Well. <laughs> it's very odd. Yeah, it's a very odd choice. I don't know, but nothing else. Like, and and, and obviously, like that that also super flew on the radar for a lot of people because it was it's it's so yeah. short. I mean, you'll finish. I mean, how long was the episode? Just a little bit over ninety minutes, and that's because mostly I. Um, I ran around. Okay, so, so much you could do it in like an hour, is what you're saying. Looking at stuff. No, no, it's more like it took me about a hundred minutes, and you can probably, if you don't look around and look at stuff, you can probably finish oh. it in like eighty-five. Because I ran around and like gotcha. read all the stuff and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I look forward to checking in on that one once it's finished and hearing your thoughts on it. Because uh, 
still sticky about the the episodic series style of things. Oh yeah, yeah. I I I this as I said, this is gonna this kind of make or break a little bit for them for sure to a mm -hmm. degree. Like speed run to bankruptcy oh, no. two electric boogaloo. I mean, let's I guess... go. <laughs> well, actually no, no. because. They're yeah, on true, Epic, so they paid. got their money already, <laughs> <laughs> right? Which, to be fair, though, that to be fair, that's basically thinly veiled their reasoning for going to Epic as well, because they're like, well, it's it Epic is. Like, money. I, I don't, I don't blame <laughs> developers. Like, I know some people hold yeah. like all this weird malice against developers, but it's yeah. like if you just have a guaranteed successful game by just launching on a store a year early, and then you get a second launch on another store where people will also buy it, you might as well just take the money. Um, yeah, but exactly. uh, I think it's time for us to change pace just a little bit because I see Sui, you have Xenonauts two on here. Yeah, I played. I've it. also played a lot of Xenonauts. So what? 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 How was your experience with nodding the Xenos? So I only got like four hours in. It was my first time actually playing like the genre in the fact of like it being an XCOM. That's a harsh one to start with. <laughs> yeah, it was brutal, and I didn't really understand a lot of the mechanics to be honest. Okay. But <laughs> I enjoyed it way more than I expected to. Um, I only got like four hours in, as I said. Um, made lots of dumb little mistakes. Had a good time. Um, didn't really understand what I was doing at all. Overall, well, okay. good time. So, so like, w w when you say you don't really understand what you you were doing, like, can you describe some of the mistakes that you were making? Uh, well, there's one point where you're trying to, like, rescue people from these little pods. Mm -hmm. I kind of blew up one of the pods. Oh, I mean, that's I okay. also had no idea how you only cover need works. to rescue Oops. half of them. So yeah, I did not know how cover worked as well. Straight up, it did not make sense to me. Yeah, I, I when when I say like this is this is a hard one to kind of start with like XCOM, and when I say XCOM, I mean like Firaxis's XCOM. Um, does a very good job holding your hand and has pretty damn good tutorialization and very simplistic kind of cover mechanics, um, especially uh, in that, oh, this is either half cover or full cover, and then that's it. It's just flat. Um, whereas classic XCOM or kind of the Xenonauts mo model of things, it's a lot more opaque and like different types mm -hmm. of cover will have different percentages of chance for them to miss the shot based on the cover. So instead of having like a 50% chance to hit something, you have a 50% chance to hit something and a 40% chance to hit their cover as well. So you roll the 40 and if you miss the 40, then they roll the 50. Um, so there's, there's kind of a, a lot more going on there with cover in Xenonauts, but um, uh, outside of like kind of the learning curve, you said that you did ha kind of have a lot of fun with it. So um, I, I'm trying, I'm trying to like word this, uh, how did you feel by the time you were done with it? Did you think that you were starting to kind of get the hang of anything, like checking corners? Because it's really, it's a game about creeping, right? And making sure that you have a <laughs> lot of leeway left uh, on your uh, on your time units bar, which is like that green bar, which says how far you can move. Having a lot of time left so that your soldiers get free shots when aliens pop out of nowhere. Ah, um, that would have probably worked well. That That's really what you want to be doing because like, and I think that the game does a really <laughs> bad job explaining that. Because, like, you know, if you're used to playing something like Firaxis' XCOM or, like, Fire Emblem or something, you just want to use as many of your movement points as possible and yeah, then the did. enemy takes their turn, right? In in this game, you want to use, like, maybe 30% per turn if you can yeah, get it. You want to use as little of those as possible so that 
when aliens pop up from behind a window, you bop them in the face with eight different people. Or hysterical things happen. Like uh, yesterday, I, I was streaming some Xenonauts, and I, I had my dudes all up on a roof, and some dudes uh, near the front of the alien spaceship, and some dudes like behind some hay bales, basically, like sieging the spaceship, right? Mm -hmm. civilian runs into the spaceship alien comes out of door in the spaceship shoots at the civilian misses and shoots a different alien okay mm -hmm. that different alien also shoots at the civilian and shoots my soldier behind the civilian my soldier goes to shoot at the alien misses both the aliens and murks this civilian mm. <laughs> stuff like that and with, with, with like <laughs> comedies of errors like that happen it's just it, it's incredible because like you'll have four soldiers just like in a row like all with sniper rifles aiming at a thing and they'll all miss and somehow one of them shoots the guy next to him <laughs> it's just like come on. yeah no i decided to have a guy with a machine gun start shooting when there was a guy like somewhat in front of him at one point mm -hmm. that didn't end well i've been playing uh charge the game with it which explains okay. a lot of my failures <laughs> ah. charge and use all the points it's how i played yeah uh, it's it's very much a it's you almost need to play xenonauts or traditional xcom like a stealth game mm. and just the entire time you're playing assume that the enemy knows where you are and can see you um because there will be points where like you'll be all focusing on one direction and like sieging a thing. And then suddenly like three shots come from behind you and two of your guys die. Right. Yeah. And you're just like, where, where were you? So it's all about like checking corners and like making sure you have every single possible line of sight clear before you turn your back to something. So they're, they're very methodical games, but that doesn't mean that they're slow or anything. And I think that some people uh, assume that if you use all of your points, like the game will go quicker. Really, no, you'll just lose faster. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, you, the, the, the rounds will take about the same amount of time, mm. regardless. My thing, as well, is like, I am not a stealth game person. I am a go charge, kill thing person. <laughs> so, yeah. but that's not how to succeed in Xenonauts. Okay, fair enough. I mean, you, there are certain classes and builds and situations where you can do some of that. But, like, even if you have four dudes with rocket launchers and a Mars, which is basically just, like, a platform with a rocket launcher on top of it... Aha, I had um, a bunch of those. Marses will bankrupt you if you buy too many of them because they're, like, $250,000 a piece. They're, more, they're almost as expensive as a jet, and <laughs> you need jets more. Um, air um, superiority is very important. But uh, I, uh, I kind of lost them every time I brought them into battle. Yeah, no, you, 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 and because it's a, a long-term, like, campaign match, map, basically, um, 40 hours in, if you didn't put your money in the right things in the early game, you'll have to restart the whole campaign, because you just straight up won't be able to compete. Oh. It's that kind of game. It's not, it's, it's like a Total War campaign map, kind of, where, well, this campaign's screwed, time to start over, or like Civ, where... Uh, you could play for 40 hours and then, okay, well, it's time to restart because we didn't get the victory. Mm. Um, so you have to be pretty careful with your money and your finances and like put stuff into research, uh, upgrade your base and get the right alien research, get the alien weapons, uh, actually do the thing that the game tells you to do. Keep an eye on your panic levels. Like it's, it's a multi-layered strategy game. And I think that's why XCOM can be so compelling because yeah, you, you could win that fight on the ground 
but there's 18 other death clocks that are going to end the like entire campaign early if you don't manage the overworld map. Mm. So, and that I th I think is a large portion of the appeal of XCOM style games because they are a very multi-layered strategy game, but at the same time, they're you get to do those time those battles which are fun as heck when you're playing. Okay. Yeah, I tend not to be like a grand strategy player, so they're not I wouldn't call them grand strategy, but you do have to be, pay attention, right? Oh, if you just leave things on full that. speed and you're not researching stuff and you're spending all of your money on Mars platforms and destroying them in each fight, yeah, you're going to have a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> Soldiers are cheap. Vehicles ain't. Soldiers are only 10,000 a piece and they, there's always more where that came from. Fair enough. But uh FG, uh, talk to us about uh, Tectonica. I think Jess yes, is playing let's this right go. now. Um, so Jess is playing this right now, yes. Uh, I want to sell Bell also okay. played it. Um, so Tectonica is a new factory automation game. came out on the 20th, I want to say, or maybe the 18th. I don't know. So many games, indie games, came out in that short little time frame. 18th um of this month um it's an early access it's uh but it's really good so it's a it's a factory automation game you wake up in a cavern underground on an alien planet no idea who you are and um basically there's just this voice talking to you and it's like yeah so we were supposed to build a factory here but somehow everything is broken so let's set this factory up and um yeah it's a it's a first person 3d factory automation game but um rather than how satisfactory doing is is doing it where most of the story that's going to be in the game is not in uh tectonica has already story the first bit of the story is already in the game and you don't just build one factory in a way because you move through the map so you spawn in a little station and then you ex exit those and then you hit the you, you reach your first actual big expansion station um where you slowly get tutorialized on how to like set up certain things and then you explore the map the map is really big the map is the terrain is to like 95 percent fully destructible the only thing is uh, buildings are protected and they're encased in like protected area earth just so that you can't bypass certain puzzles um, and you can't destroy the terrain around the uh, rivers and the lakes because that there's no water physics so that would probably break the game so you just can't destroy it but and everything anything else you can dig out and it's it's really fun the complexity is not as crazy yet as Satisfactories or Factorios, but it's version 0 wow, 0.1. That, that is early. Right? So that's why. Yeah. It's very early. Um, there's there's a lot of stuff that, uh, that they still have planned to put in, but it already, like, if you actually go and play all the way through the content that's there, and if you focus on, like, then also getting all of the optimization upgrades that you can get. Like the factory, my factory, th there was spaghetti. There was a lot of was spaghetti. Like 
So much spaghetti. <laughs> uh, no, no meatballs. Sorry. No, there's no combat in the game, mm. which I really like. So no meatballs to get that way. And there is multi-layer building. So you can just build up floors and you can put, you know, factories on there. And then it has, but it has like this almost subnautica-like exploration because you run around and basically you build your factory because that's your goal. But you also need to actually produce items to open up the doors of further facilities where you then will get, uh, where you go around with your little scanner, scanning things like in Subnautica. And if you scan enough parts, you then learn how to make that part yourself. And there's also story there. So you learn more about the world, why you're there. Basically, uh, uh, Earth is, is screwed up and suddenly this planet that you're on showed up. It's a rogue planet. It showed up at the end of our Helio at the edge of our heliosphere and Earth was like, let's go exploit it. And then you wake up and you don't know why you're here and everybody else seems to be gone and it's like a big mystery. So there is some, there is some, uh, the, the story mm. obviously is not like finished and there's just some weird teasing. There is like some question mark alien structure. There, so there's I don't know, stuff like to discover, the, the basically the there's lots of stuff to discover there there is lots of logs to read and things to learn about the world and oh, i i really really enjoyed it um i played i played it for 27 hours uh which is a lot for a game that came out in early access i'd say um it's a game that is it's 24.99 in pounds so playing for 27 hours that's 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 already mm -hmm. a good deal mm -hmm. in my book. It's a very good deal. And I could play more because I haven't done all of the optimization updates. I have done all of the uh, uh, upgrades that let me... Um, that, that I've, I have unlocked everything to build, but I can't optimize said things now, technically, if mm -hmm. I wanted to play more and grow my factory more and that sort of stuff. But I have played through all of the story content so far. But it's like it's really good if you like factory automation game with a dash of story and some exploration. So you need to like walk around and like find uh, facilities and that sort of stuff. And as I said, ninety five percent of the terrain is dest destructible, so it's great. I really enjoyed it. I can't wait to to see the so next. So I do have some more. very on topic questions about this game. But first, I just want to mention that I recognized mm -hmm. the the name of this studio, Firehose Games. And I was like, I wonder why I recognize this. And then I clicked on their Steam page and I go, ah, yes, because they put out 20XX, which is like a, a run-based uh, like oh, Mega yeah. Man kind of game. Um, mm. But they also put out a game with the best yeah. title of all time, which is Cat Lateral Damage Remount Meowstered. Um, <laughs> they, they made did, the Cat yeah, Lateral Damage yeah, games. Yeah, it's quite funny. Right. Okay. <laughs> this checks out. Um, but uh, my question is, like, uh, are the map is the map pre-designed or is it randomly generated? Okay. Um, yes. No. No, it's not random. Uh, is it just me, or does this really, really remind me of the look of Valheim? No, it's it's colorful. It is colorful, but it doesn't have that weird graphic thing going on that that. Okay, because like looking at has. screenshots of it, it almost looks like, like, like it's got it, that same like kind of low poly pixel look to things, but. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It does not. No, 100% does not. The screenshots on the store page don't look as don't look as nice as the as the game actually okay. looks. Maybe they just don't have as good really PC weird. to take screenshots on. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, no. Um, no, 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 it's not. It's not because I can't play Valheim. Those graphics actually give me simulation okay. sickness. So no, this game was fine. 
The only thing that I had to do, like you can also turn off screen shake. There's a lot of different sliders for all of the audio. Like for example, I need to turn down like the, the machine hum because that triggers like misophonia for me because, oh God, it makes me so angry. So I turned my machines basically almost off. You can do that. Um, you can adjust the FOV and your first person FOV. So there's like two different FOV sliders for some reason. But like I could, like you can zoom out like quite, like you can you can extend your FOV quite far and stuff like that. I, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Like I, I want to play more and yeah, it's, it's fun. Like I already, I already know like, I kind of want to like redesign my entire factory. <laughs> like I won't, but like I- You know I, how you like, would do it you know, second like, time essentially. I'm getting to the point. Yeah, like you, you start thinking about how you would set up things. Um, uh, better. There's there's definitely some stuff that they um, need to do, but they're aware of it. Like it's it's early early access. Um, they're already going to put in uh, a quality of life update because right now the problem is mostly that um, uh, like ratios aren't in. Like you can't see in game metrics right now, like how much you produce where and how much you use and that sort of stuff. That's all coming, um, and and more things like that. Also, right now you can't place splitters mm -hmm. or mergers belts just turn into spitters and mergers if you connect them in a in a 90 degree angle and that sort of stuff all of that is also coming um okay. yeah there's there's a lot there's a lot coming um but honestly like if you want a, a factory automation game with a good story like so far like i really recommend this game so far like i as i said 27 hours and and i if there were more content i would still be playing cool. it it's really well, good awesome I'm, I'm glad to hear that, that that one's off to a good start and Best of luck to them in early access. I got um, another yep. game to talk about, which I kind of, I think I alluded to in the last episode of the podcast, but I hadn't really gotten into it yet. Now I've gotten into it and I'm about eight hours in. Um, and uh, this is a game called Delta V Rings of Saturn. But if you're going to look it up on Steam, just type in Rings of Saturn because Delta V is uh, two, I think, Greek alphabet. And um, so good luck typing that in. Uh, mm. Also, Twitch doesn't seem to know that those symbols exist, so it's called Rings of Saturn on Twitch. But uh, Delta V Rings of Saturn is a little game that was in early access for quite some time. I, I think I want to say like two or three years. Um, and it's been on my wish list for forever, and I just kind of was like, well, this looks cool. I will wait. Um, and it's a mining sim. Um, it's a top-down mining sim to the point where people keep asking me if it's like Star Sector. It's not. Uh, it is strictly a mining game. But like science fiction mining game. But Ooh. if you like The Expanse, this game feels like The Expanse fan fiction um, in a lot of ways. Um, mm, it uh, does, yeah. Aside from the fact that there is a furry DLC and an anime DLC, the furry DLC just makes uh, all of the character portraits furries and the anime DLC turns them all into anime people. Um, apparently that was an April Fool's Day joke that people thought they were serious about, so they went and actually made it. Um, I mean... Go, go nuts, go make money. Turns out the, the furry one has way more reviews than the anime one, so I guess the furries win in this in this fight. But uh, as for the game itself, um, it is a kind of obtuse uh, game that doesn't really show all of its colors initially, and I think the obtuseness kind of comes to bear when you get the achievement for beating the tutorial, because it tells you 50% of people have finished this achievement. Um, <laughs> so it's uh, it's a bit... We like it. It doesn't communicate very well. Uh, the UI, is, especially in like the upgrading screen, is like, what in the world am I looking at here? 
um, and does not explain or communicate information well in the slightest. It took me about four or five hours to figure out really what I was supposed to be doing and not just like spending too much money on things I shouldn't have been. There's a lot of noob traps that can completely destroy your entire playthrough as well. Um, but with um, some me, me reluctantly allowing chat to backseat and uh, uh, some experimentation and screwing about, I've pretty much figured the game out at this point. It's um, essentially the way the game works. And I keep in mind, I don't know if this game is particularly motion sickness friendly, uh, FG. But one thing I will say, the demo no, is the full game. Um, it is just it is the exact same game. So you can try the whole game for free if you want to. Um, so they're very generous like that, but if you enjoy it, like give them the $10, um, the, it, it is a very simmy feeling mining game where you scan asteroids for certain material types, blow up or eviscerate or melt the asteroids, um, or zap them. And then, uh, align your ship with the tiny little rocks that come out that have the highest value, propel yourself forward and eat them and uh, put them into your little hole, and don't slam on the brakes, because then all of the stuff will come flying out of your cargo hold, you don't have to go pick everything up again. Um, <laughs> there is some light RPG elements with quests, where if you have a pilot, a navigator, and I think one other crew member, you can uh, get calls from other ships, and go help and assist against pirates, or just go blow them up. Um, there are other mining vessels floating around that have very samey dialogue, but you can either mine around them and ignore them, or some of them are hostile to you and will attack you if you encroach on their territory, and some of them are weaker than you and you can blow them up and take their stuff. Um, when you go back to the space station, it kind of does the darkest dungeon thing where your crew needs to be paid, and they get pissed at you if you don't pay them, and they get pissed at you if you make them stay in crappy hotels, and ship repairs sometimes take days or weeks, uh, which takes real time, or you can uh, pay your, your hard-earned monies in-game to uh, stay in a fancy hotel and skip time. Um, and the nicer the hotel, the happier your crew, the happier your crew, the less they demand to be paid more. Um, so it's kind of a, it's a neat little balance of things with kind of a lot of layers, and the deeper you get into the rings of Saturn, the weirder things get, and the, the higher the payouts get, and the bigger the asteroids get, so the more complex the flying becomes. The flying is very satisfying, uh, there's a very effective autopilot, uh, where you're mostly just kind of clicking on things, but you still have to steer, because if you don't steer, you will just slam into rocks and total your ship, and then have to jump out or get saved. Um... And it can cost, like, your entire life savings to replace your ship. Like, an average run for me is making me about uh, 100,000 to 150,000 credits. If I have to replace my nuclear reactor, it's 80,000. Um, and that's not too hard to burn out if you slam into a rock at the wrong angle. So, uh, and that's not including all your side thrusters and things. There's tons of crazy upgrades and new ships, and they all handle very differently. So if you're like me and you just like a really neat, satisfying, like loot-based, like, vehicle sim that has enough neat writing and trappings and mystery around the edges that you just want to go deeper, it's worth trying for sure. And uh, definitely give that demo a shot. And if you can uh, get through the tutorial, um, the uh, the game itself is actually quite awesome. I know that there's uh, a lot of people have been asking me, it's like, is it really as tedious as it looks? It's like, once you figure it out, it's not even remotely tedious. It controls very, very well. The ships all fly are very unique feeling. The tuning of the ships is really fun. Uh, the kind of staff and crew mechanics are neat, uh, and the the light RPG stuff is also cool, um, but it's just kind of getting over the hump of, like, what in the world does all of this UI do, and uh, how do I fly this goddamn ship? Yeah, it's a game that I I, I have watched some people play, and it, it is a game I wish I could play, but the the, mm -hmm. the inertia plus the the parallax scrolling of everything it just i can't i can't do it i wish i could 
because it would so be my thing, like space mining. Heck yeah, let's go. I will go, say that the developers are super, can't. super, super active and open, and like every time I've streamed it, they've popped in for at least a minute. So mm. might be worth like poking them and being like, hey, what are the odds we could like you know get a locked camera mode or something? Because like the game is 1.0 now, right? So now's the time for them to add things and tweak yeah. and add options. Um, I will say that like the bloom, which is a little bit intense, can be all turned off, and there's quite a few like camera and sway options in the options menu. It's just a matter of looking at it, but that's why I recommend just down. They have some stuff, yeah, but the it's totally. the, it's, it's no. the parallax scrolling, which, it's, which it's is why just, I, I yeah, think they might I, be open I, to adding things if you give them suggestions. But I'm I'm not the person to do that because mm, I don't have issues yeah, with any yeah, of that. Yeah, and the parallax scrolling of the asteroids in the background, just as an example, none of those asteroids exist, right? They're just that's just an effect. So. Yeah, um, I don't exactly, think yeah. it would be impossible to turn that off and locking the camera might make the game mechanically tricky in spots but probably could be doable too see I would so be down with mm. the concept but I am not an obtuse game person I, I mean by my standards I wouldn't say it's that obtuse but it's obtuse enough that I think a lot of people bounce yeah, yeah, and if a lot of people pass, I probably will. I felt like Dwarf Fortress was a little too obtuse for me. This is nowhere near that obtuse. <laughs> oh. This is nothing close to that. This just has some clunky UI. Okay. So, I mean, like, have you played Have you played Spin, have you played spin Tires? Or, like, <laughs> SnowRunner? No. This is about as obtuse as that. It's Except, like, the UI is a That's little bit more That's not that difficult, clunky. then. That's about it. Because this is like sim. a solo developer made it on his sofa on a laptop from their description in my chat. Hmm. <laughs> um, so like, <laughs> that's impressive. So that's yeah, no, I, I, I would, it, it's a neat game and it's worth looking at if the concept intrigues you. And like I said, the demo is literally the full game with no timers or restrictions. So just download the demo and try it. All right. About it. Yeah, that's always good. Um, FG. Uh, versus of enchantment. Me again. Let, let's or, go. What is that? Or do you want to do let's school? I don't know what either of these are. <laughs> or are these one game? No, we versus can do of versus enchantment. of enchantment. Uh, so versus of enchantment. Uh, full disclosure, I did a sponsorship for this game, so I got paid to play it. But it's actually this really neat idea. So versus of enchantment is not yet out. It comes out on the first of August, and so it's um it's a can't battler deck builder game and the cards that you play are uh they're all based so it's 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 versus so it's a poetry thing and they're all based on like emotions and words so you have your decks like ego passion nature like all topics that sort of like come up in in poetry and all of these different decks, then the cards all have names, of course. And then what this game does, and this is a really cool thing. This is a really cool idea of using AI in a game. So you play, per turn, you play three cards. They all have names. And then, so it doesn't do it on the first turn, but it does it for your second turn. Because it does then um, take those three words of cards that you played... It generates, or like that they did that obviously before they made they 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 you know they pay the game, so it doesn't take forever for you to wait to make until the AI generates the poetry. Um, they have gener AI generated poetry that uses the words that you played, so it makes like 
it's it's not like a super duper long poem it's usually around four to six lines of poetry and sometimes it's just really weird because it's ai generated poetry but sometimes it's like it's like really fun fun funny funny weird gloomy sad and it's just like it's a really interesting idea to use ai generated content in a game where it doesn't just feel like like cheap i don't know it's it's really funny and the way that what 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 is really cool what i really like about the game i mean you obviously have like um your your typical you know these cards deal damage these these cards deal damage over time these cards block this these cards like um there's like distraction which means like people like you have to discard a card at the end of your turn or you do 50% more damage you do 50% less damage next turn and all those like normal things but what it does and this is really cool it's um depending on the last three cards you played in your last turn depending on what kind of sentiments there were so for example oh you played two nature cards oh this card that you have now in your hand um because you played two nature cards last turn you can now play this card that does xyz so there like it kind of matters what cards you played last turn um it ha they have an effect on cards that you can play this turn um and it's it's like a really cool combination and you can like combine different um types of decks together because for, for some cards it's like oh you need two brilliance and a gloom card and i don't know it was just it's just a really cool idea uh for a for a for a card game i don't know it was like it's like a different setting like making it poetry and then having this air generated poetry in there and sometimes it's just hilarious there's this one character that we fought uh several times named alana so obviously you know we we rigged on it that Zelana Rama as like a joke and then but she was like her deck was like gloom so all of her poetry oh. was just sad <laughs> about like murder and death sounds pretty metal just, it was yeah it was just really hilarious because then we like I don't know it's just like we joked it's like the 16 year old teenager that's just like so done with the world but it's I don't know it's it was a really cool idea. I would cool write poetry idea. like that. Now I'm almost um, thirty, so. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, it's just like sometimes it's like it's like this could be something, uh, and then sometimes like especially the last line, like sometimes it's just like you have like poetry, poetry, and then the last time it's just like goodbye, oh? <laughs> or one one was farewell, farewell, farewell. Oh. <laughs> It's like it's, it's so funny. Like sometimes they they definitely screened it, and they didn't just take all of the AI generated poetry. Like they looked through, um, and they screened it, and they like the really weird things they they left out. Uh, but they definitely left in some really um, uh, like funny slash naughty ones. There was also one where it was like um, blah 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 blah. You heaped shame upon your mother's <laughs> hair. <laughs> just like I, I feel like I need to see this in action <laughs> to actually understand what any of it is. Yeah, it's 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 at its heart, it's just a car battler. And the AI generated poetry on top is kind of just just an extra gimmick, but it okay. makes it really fun mm -hmm. in a way. But like the 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 thing that sets it apart, I mean, like if you if you leave out the AI generated poetry, is is that whole? It really depends. It, or, or the 
depending on which cards you played last turn, you can play certain cards that uh, this turn that otherwise mm. you might not be able to play. So there, there is like a like a meta deck strategy in there because if you have lots of like, like say for example nature and brilliance cards, you can then stock up on a lot of those if you play X nature cards or if X brilliant cards cards that then like they obviously do they're better than like right? they 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 do more they they either give you like instead of like one stack of a debuff they do like two or three stacks of debuffs or they do more damage and that sort of stuff so it's it's quite it's 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 interesting and they they have a campaign they have an endless mode and they also have a a, a versus mode um so you can play uh local so it's it's a uh, local multiplayer but obviously you can play together over a remote play together which with a you know card game there's not going to be any like lag problems or anything like that so i don't know it was it's just a really neat concept that's why i mostly took that sponsorship because it's just a really neat um concept and uh, if you look at the store page um they have like a slightly harder to read font in their ui um, so if you have issues with that, they do have, um, in their settings, a different font that you can turn on. That's a lot, a lot more legible if you want, if you have problems with eyesight. So, um, that's pretty good. Well, that's important to say, cause that's, you know, it's not like super hard, difficult, terrible pixel font, but it's, it's also not the most legible font, but you can turn on a one that's slightly less awesome. stylized and more straightforward. So you, you've got two games left good. on your list. Yeah, um, I'll switch things up to go to a super wholesome, cute game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did either of you happen to play <laughs> Nintendogs on the DS back in the day? Uh, I had a I had a DS Lite, which I won in a contest, and I got a couple games for it, nope. and my little Too sister old. bought Nintendogs, and then I never saw that DS Lite again until I moved out. <laughs> like, le le legit, I never actually used the thing. My little sister just played Nintendogs, and I would get in trouble if I tried to take it away from her, and it just became hers. Even though I won it in a contest. It was a photo contest. <laughs> nah. <laughs> so yes, I, I have personal beef against that terrible franchise of video games that Rude. destroyed my gaming uh, childhood because I wasn't able to use my DS Lite. But go on. Yes, I had a DS Lite, too, and I played Nintendogs, and I really liked it. And so... Little Friends Puppy Island is kind of like if an indie studio took Nintendogs, put it on PC, and it was more modern, to give an idea. So, um, it's a little different in the fact that you can have, like, an absurd number of dogs. You can have, like, up to 30 dogs. Um, uh, you only have to take care of them after you take them out for walks, though, so, like, it, you know you're not, like, constantly taking care of them type thing. And then... Uh, you take them out on walks and you, like, explore this huge area and then, like, you slowly do quests and it actually is more of an RPG slash management sim in the end. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was really cute and it had, like, a full, you go explore this place and then you build a building and then you assign dogs to work at that building while it's constructed. Then you walk around and go get materials to build it. And then you build it. And then you assign dogs to work at it permanently. And I just want to ask something because looking at this, I was kind of expecting this to be like a $20 budget game. This game's $50. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is it really? Yeah, it's fifty-one in Canadian dollars. It's fifty-one ninety-nine, and like nobody's no. bought it. It's got what? sixteen reviews. Admittedly, it's a hundred percent positive on the reviews, so it's getting reviewed super well. But wow, mm. this game's expensive. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised about that price. I. Uh... Yeah, I would say yeah, it's uh, get it on a sale. Okay, holy moly! If you moly. Can get it like half off, it's a hundred percent worth it. Yeah, no, to I mean, like, I could totally see this as like a budget title, but like, that's like getting to double A, like medium sized game prices, like. And I, I don't get me wrong; these yeah. dogs are very pretty and very cute looking. Like, that's a really cute corgi, but, and that dog has a flight hat and boots on, um, but like. And that one looks like a pirate with sunglasses. That's excellent. But I, I, all that being said, it's just it's just surprising to me of how pricey it is. Yeah, that's a that I think it should be like half the price personally. Okay. Um It's yeah, honestly I'd say like okay, so in USD it's forty dollars. I'd say thirty would be okay. You know? Yeah. Um I did only get nine hours into like it's only like a nine hour game ten hour game <sighs> so <sighs> okay what wow mm. how replayable would you say it is is like there enough variety that you would go back and do it again <laughs> or no okay so maybe it is more like yeah like at most 30 wow you know that's like crazy huh. it's overpriced i didn't realize how expensive it is it is yeah, overpriced. That, that that just seems like a lot. I I don't know, but it don't get me wrong. It lo it looks adorable. Um, it so is. What was your time with it enjoyable? Mm. It was. It was. I had a good time playing it. Um, by the end, I was very ready for it to be done, though, and it was only. I did only play it for nine hours, and man, seeing that price, I'm a little skewed now because I didn't look at the price until now. I mean, now, now I'm just curious. How much did the Nintendo games cost back in the day? Like. $25-$30 per game mm. was the standard price for DS games if I remember right. Uh, Well, you can buy it new right now for eighteen ninety nine and get a hard copy. Yeah, but that's this but economy. That's, that's now. <laughs> yeah, um, that's now. Yeah, no, the original price for them was $30. Yeah, here. that's different. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. Um, I I feel bad being that guy that just points the price tag and goes, but 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 that just seems That's... expensive. It is. I didn't know. I didn't realize. That seems you know, I didn't very look because I got a review yeah, piece. That seems... I was just like, dur, 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 like you it's know? two dollars cheaper than System Shock, and System Shock is like a forty-hour game. Yeah. And it's replayable. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's sale bait. price, I, I guess. That like, would be oh, all right for me. This game's just going to be 50% off in like two weeks. But anyway, I don't that, know. that seems like a lot. It is a lot. Is there anything it is else a lot. you would like it's to say? It's the same about... price as mm. the Endwalker expansion of Final Fantasy XIV. Yes. Um, that is absurdity. We are about an hour into this podcast. Is there oh. any uh, other games we'd like to cover? No, the other game mm -hmm. I have, I barely touched, so. How about UFG? I'll just throw, like, a quick two-minute review. Um, so, yesterday, Let's School came out, which is a school simulator by wow, the really devs out of My studio. Time at Porsche slash My Time at Sandrock. Um, 
enough, you know how this game came about? One person in the studio made this, huh. and everybody in the studio right. was awesome. like, hey, this I is kind of cool. We should make this as a game. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's um, it's um not early access. Um, it They're, they're going to add some couple... They're, they're, they have a couple more content expansions coming up, but the game itself is, like, done. It's, you know, it's not early access. It's a school simulator. Um... Mm. Quite yes, I, I did play that, similar actually. in a way to Academia School Simulator, if you've played that. But it is isometric, and you can have a ginormous campus. Um, you can build up to eight floors in your school, so it can it's massive. It is absolutely massive. Um, <gasps> you can uh, ah! adopt a bajillion cats into your school. I also have a panda in my school. And you can go on quests and explore, and there's really weird quests that happen. Like today, we went we went on one quest today where we met um, uh, somebody who was tricking rich tourists, and we were trying to figure out uh, how he was doing it. But then we failed the quest because we couldn't figure okay. out how he was doing it because we were too tired. Um, it's like it's like it's like a school sim, but it also doesn't take itself quite that seriously, and it. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of the demo. I have to fully admit that when I played the demo, but uh, I actually had a really good time with the with the full game, and I'm probably gonna I'm gonna play more next week. So um, I was gonna say this is giving me like two point campus kind of vibes. It 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 is also kind of like like that like those two games like two point campus two point um, hospital as well definitely um, with a bit more of a of an east east. Uh, Asian flair because everybody wears like school uniforms and that sort of stuff like you know mm. you have that sort of stuff but um actually like it's yeah no I enjoyed my time with it I'm gonna play more of it and um it's it's currently on sale it's less than 15 pounds right and that's like it's a yeah. yeah and it's it's already at 550 reviews very positive I mean like and that's deserved like I'm gonna play more of this it's really fun it's very chill um and uh, yeah no Fun, fun school simulator. If you if you're looking for a fun school simulator, get let's school. I like this review. Accidentally spawned eight cats that now roam my school and sit on students' desks in the middle of class. Yep, that's what they do. It's great. Mm. It's great. Excellent. And I somehow Perfect. have a panda now. I don't know how I got a panda, but I have it. <laughs> it's great. No apparent reason, panda. All right, I think it's time for us to go to news. So uh, we'll be right back after this short break, and then we got some uh, some, some stuff to talk about. We'll be back right after this. And we're back with episode 80 of the Halcyon Frequency Podcast. This is the news segment where we talk about the news, where things have been happening in the news. Uh, so first off, before we dive into the news news, I just want to talk about our news, which is something we mentioned on the last episode, which is we're hosting a game jam, which currently is running at the time of recording and will be kind of wrapping up by the time this episode goes live. Um, so if you're in the Halcyon Frequency Discord, jump down to the, uh, the game jam rooms and uh, kind of see what people have been working on. And uh, once games start getting submitted and are finished, definitely go and check out those games and leave people reviews and play the stuff that's being submitted because, uh, you know, it's it's nice for, for people to get feedback and also keep an eye out on our channels for us streaming those games over the coming weeks because I'm sure that there will be a couple at the very least because 
uh, I, we're pretty close. We were pretty close to like 50 like participants uh, as of the last time I checked before it started, and I kind of slept through the actual start. So um, yeah, l looking forward to seeing what people create. Yeah, 56 people joined. Uh, Holy total, crap, that's uh, a lot. Yeah. Um, so there's two days, nine hours, and 29 minutes and two seconds left as of the time I'm reading it right now. 56 people have joined, which I want to say the last one we did was like in the 30s, and I think we got like eight submissions or something. So that's pretty see. happy with eight how this entries has been going. we had. Yeah, that they submitted games last time. Yeah. So um, shout outs to, to Jess, who's done a, a lot of the heavy lifting this time around um, mm -hmm. and uh, Arch and everybody who, and uh, shout outs to our artist Fog who put together the lovely key art for the actual uh, e event itself. And uh, I'm very excited to see what people come up with. Same. Also, uh, also we should probably talk about it because it's out now. Uh, the theme for this time around is out of this world. And we like purposefully kept it like really, really, really vague. So people don't get influenced because out of this world can be a lot of things. And we kept mm -hmm. it vague on purpose to hopefully not like influence people and like people can be like as creative as they as they would like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, and Fog did a fantastic job on the, the key art for it, too. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. So the next thing we have here is a clarification from the last episode, from something we talked about on the last episode. Um, so there was a scare going around that um, uh, Ubisoft was deleting people's accounts. And uh, FG, do you want to read through Ubisoft's clarification here? Because uh, largely I, this kind of seems like a situation that was handled really poorly on behalf of Ubisoft. Yeah, yeah, that was that was handled a little bit um, poorly for sure. There was some like oh my god, my account got deleted and then kind of stuff got a little bit blown, blown out of proportion on like not Ubisoft side, but Ubisoft also didn't like took a while to respond to it and all that sort of stuff. But basically what the thing is, people will not lose access to purchase games or DLC due to inactivity, whether they are playing on PC or console. Um, they the only accounts that they do delete after years and years and years are um, accounts that don't have any purchased games in them. Um, and the, the, the policy is a bit different between PC and console players, but basically uh, PC players, a Ubisoft account will not be closed if tied to an activated PC game, no matter where it was purchased. Uh, and console player, players, you will not lose access to games purchased on console even if your account with Ubisoft is closed after four years of inactivity, there's also um, uh, a further link to their inactivity policies that you can dig through and, uh, and that sort of stuff. But basically, if you bought a game on Ubisoft, whenever it was, you will not lose access to it. They will not delete your account. Your purchase is your purchase. And we can all uh, rest easy. We will still be able to play Assassin's Creed. <laughs> even if we haven't touched the game in like years and years and years so it's all good basically honestly reading through all those tweets and everything going on there like it it just it it really just kind of seems like uh panic and ubisoft took way too long to quell said panic i think so um yeah, yeah, it's it's but, but then it's also like okay, obviously I we we didn't get all of the info, but it also feels like the person whose account was deleted 
and who who or like was getting deleted that they screenshot the emails for that they yeah it it's they also didn't say that like they didn't clarify that they hadn't purchased and purchased anything mm -hmm. also yeah. obviously it's also very important um before they close the, your account after an activity if you haven't purchased anything they will still send you an email 30 days three separate emails they will send it's, you emails yeah before one 30 days out one 15 days out and then one five days out yeah exactly and each email is an opportunity to fix it and if you can't log in you can open a support ticket where they will not close your account even if you can't log in yeah yeah so basically so. your ubisoft games are safe and if you are if you've given them money or are actively giving them money they don't want to delete your account because they want to keep taking your money exactly um, yeah speaking of people who don't want to take your money <laughs> life by you which is uh paradox's uh sims uh equivalent uh has been delayed to march 2020 or 24 but to 2024 i can't say dates how do we say that 2024 yeah, yeah 2024 yeah, yeah 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 so um, they were supposed to have going to early access in September, but uh, it's been pushed to March, uh, uh, taken from PC Gamer over here. Is this something that you're looking forward to, either of you? Because this kind of seems like your guys' kind of jam. Uh, I remember, like, taking note of it in my head and being like, oh, this might be cool. I'll see where it goes. And that's I'm, about it. I'm not a Sims player personally. I, I kind of... The, the lacking of golds kind of makes me not enjoy the game as much because it's very mm. open. Um, a lot of people in my community, though, are really excited for it. So I was going to check it out just for their sake. Um, uh, but yeah, so like I'll I'll play it when it comes out. But it's also not like, oh, my God, I can't believe they delayed it. Boo hoo hoo. I don't I, Yeah, it's fine for me. Like, honestly, because they, they released some gameplay um, when they announced it. Uh, it needs the time. I honestly, it needs this time. I, I honestly would not be surprised if they del delay it even further. Cause, I mean, like, from from the preview footage, I remember going, "Wow, that looks rough." <laughs> yeah, the preview footage, the the graphics itself didn't look that great. It it ran quite stuttery. Like it, yeah, it like the trailer, the stuff that they showed, like nothing sold me on the game in that trailer yeah. at least i mean they 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 the design and the building of the house that looked interesting but like like the actual like gameplay footage that they showed uh they need this time like yeah and as i said i would not be surprised if they delay even further because yeah that it was rough it was very rough i'm I'm always completely here for developers delaying. Honestly, I'd rather be given a full product and wait longer than be given an early access thing because then it's likely to, you know, be a whimper and everyone's going to forget about it and be like, oh, that sucked. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'd rather get a full good product right at the beginning, which, you know, games in general are kind of leaning away from that, which is, ugh, but, you yep. know. Speaking of uh, things being sold, uh, Tencent uh, to buy a majority stake in Techland, uh, as reported by Game Informer. Um, so I think, FG, you're probably the biggest Techland head here, but <laughs> I just want to throw my two cents in. This, to me, seems like Tencent's been sitting there going, waiting for Microsoft to close that deal, waiting for Microsoft to close that. Oh, hey, look, Microsoft's closing. Okay, time to buy stuff. Um, mm. And that 
that or, well, uh, Embracer Group sure ain't buying them anytime soon, so somebody should. Um, so I, I don't know. Uh, I don't like consolidation. It seems bad. It always seems bad. And uh, I don't know how I feel about this. Well, it's not so much consolidation because it's they. It's not like Techland is itself is like being dismantled or anything like that or being swallowed sure. up by Tencent. It's just, it's just a majority it's shareholder. It's a prerequisite to that, though. Like becoming a majority shareholder is the prerequisite to outright buying a thing. Yes, but Tencent has not been doing that with any of the studios that they've purchased in the past. I. Because they have, they have, they basically, basically, they literally invest and iron everything, or like they, they have a stake in basically every company except for like Microsoft. They still freaking uh, invest, like they've invested in, like it, like it says in the article, Epic Games, From Software, Turtle Rock Studios, Riot Games, Ubisoft, Activision Blizzard, Remedy, Clay. and others. Like they, yeah, exactly. Like nowadays, like they just have their hands everywhere, but they're hands off like they haven't influenced that, clay at all that's debatable in anything uh, that clay has done? like doubled down a lot on certain things that they previously hadn't been doing things like drops on twitch and things like uh streamer skins they started that before they were acquired they started the drops play, before play they games, were acquired. but i've, I've definitely yeah, listened to people did. who do stating that like a lot of that stuff got amplified a lot when they got when that happened but i, I maybe i'm not the person to ask them yeah, but then also to be fair, I think Clay needed that and the extra hype because don't stuff together sure. is their money printing child at this point because they released oh god, what was it even called? The card game? I don't even remember what it was called. I know exactly the game that you're talking about, but mm -hmm. and I will remember it after I we're finished recording this podcast. But anyway. Yeah, and it I, I mean honestly, honestly that that I I'm pretty sure that game was a flop. Griftlands, um, was it? When it came out. Oh, Griftlands. There we go. Yeah, Griftlands. Pretty sure that game. Ow. Douchebag. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure Griftlands did not very well. sell well. Like, like even it, though it's. That, that game did very well. It didn't do well on Twitch, but. You think? Mm. Are you petting the cat? Yeah, no, I, I mean, looking at it, it's got 12,000 reviews. Like, that came to find. Oh, okay, that's just fair enough. Steam, yeah. right? It was also on Epic for a year. It was Epic first, yeah. That's surprising. Maybe maybe it's just because I have a... I have a maybe I think it did worse because I have a, I have a hate for Griftland. <laughs> I also am not a big fan of card games, so I'm right there with you. Because I want I want the original version Before of it, it that they showed. It looked like Darkest that Dungeon. Amazing. Well, it was supposed to be an RPG with choices. It is. That it's just an RPG with choices that matter and, and cards. But anyway, um, Sui, I have a segment here for you. No, let's not. Let's not get into that. The Sui segment. So, Sui, uh, speak your segment. Yeah. Okay. 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 So, Final Fantasy XIV just announced the new expansion is going to be coming in a year's time, summer twenty twenty four. It's called Dawn Trail. Um, so basically, Endwalker wrapped up kind of the big story arc that's been happening in Final Fantasy uh, 14, and Dawn Trail is kind of the start of new stuff, and they have prefaced it 
as going on a summer vacation. Huh. Well. So beach episode time. And I'm time. excited. <laughs> yeah, kind of beach episode time, but like also it sounds like so there's going to be some be like, like dead or alive stuff in the game. And... No, it's not going to be like dead or alive extreme beach volleyball then. Aww. <laughs> I wanted the cat no, boys no, no, to no. wear bikinis. <laughs> nah. Uh, there, it sounds like... <laughs> I mean, they could. We we don't know. Oh, the bunny so boys funny. could too. <laughs> anyway, so uh, height meter <laughs> on a scale of one to ten. Soon. Uh, I am very high. I am so excited because it it sounds like it's just gonna be a fun little dorky time, um, which I love stuff like that. So yeah i'm also excited to see where the story like continues on and keeps going and stuff because like right now they kind of i mean there's loose ends here and there of course because it's such a big game but overall like things are pretty settled right now in the story well hopefully uh the beaches shake so... themselves a little bit um but I, it's it's not really for me because i don't like sand it's <laughs> coarse and it gets everywhere uh but you know what also has sand that's coarse that gets everywhere Dude, same, and also actually, definitely doesn't but... have a beach episode is uh, Caves of Cud, which um, has announced two things this morning. Uh, the first thing is uh, Kit Fox Games is now publishing Caves of Cud, and uh, Caves of Cud will be releasing out of early access in 2024. Uh, I seem to recall them saying it would leave early access in 2019 and then again in 2020 and then again in 2022. So... Um, I'll believe that when I see it. However, uh, they have, as far as I can tell, finished the majority of the content in that game. Like, there's actual credits in it now. Um, Case of Cud, of course, being a massive legendary roguelike that I've streamed uh, many times in the past. Um, if you're scared of Caves of Cud, if you look at it and you go, oh god, this looks like a nightmare game that I'll never finish, that's fine. Just play as a, uh, as a wanderer, and, uh, then you can save at Towns. Um, and it, yeah, it'll still be punishing, and you'll still lose progress if you don't go to the Towns frequently, but, like, you can play it just like an RPG. And it's a wonderful world with incredible writing and great characters and really, really cool quests and neat stuff to discover. So I recommend playing Cud even if you're like, I'm scared of roguelikes. Just play it like an RPG. You'll, you'll enjoy it. It's a good time. Um, I think that brings us to the end of our news and the podcast. So um, because I'm hosting, I, I have this thing that I do where I, I check our previous rankings, and I, I got to say that we are uh, the 180th most popular uh, games and leisure uh, podcast in India, and uh, the 210th most popular in Poland. Mm. Uh, Poland, we were 60th. What, what did you do? Did you all abandon us? Come back. Jeez. Mm. Uh, if you would like to help this podcast out directly, you can do that by leaving <laughs> a review on uh, any uh, podcast <laughs> platform that you happen to listen to it on if it allows reviews, and ideally iTunes. If you happen to own an Apple device, it's very easy to do that. If you don't own an Apple device, well, then that, you're one of the rest of us, and it's very difficult to do that. But if you can... That would be, that, go yeah, steal go steal one, one from what? your grandma. I mean, um, or like walk up to a random person on the side of the street and be like, can you review this podcast for me? Um, but uh, maybe don't do that. Don't get arrested. Uh, FG, who are you and where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, I'm FG Squared. I play usually a wide variety of mostly indie games, but sometimes AAA stuff. And you can find me at fgsquared.tv that has literally links to uh, basically everywhere where I am. Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, X, whatever it's called, Instagram, and all those things. Suey, who are you? And where can people find you? Hi. 
I am Sui. It's spelled S-U-W-E-Y. Um, you can find me on Twitch, Sui, uh, YouTube at Sui, or at Sui Streams for my stream archive. And then and most I'm social blind. media You can find me at, at B-L-I-N-D-I-R-L on almost all platforms. And my primary social media these days is Mastodon, which can you can find me at B-L-I-N-D-I-R-L at M-A-S dot T-O. And uh, if you would, you know, uh, like to find more episodes of this podcast. You can find it at halcyonfrequency.com. And if you want to discuss this podcast or the game jam that we have running right now, uh, you can do that on our team's Discord. Links are, of course, available through the website. Uh, this podcast should be available in all places where uh, podcasts are harvested from the podcast trees. But if you can't find it, please let me know and I will make it reappear there because it has disappeared from places once or twice uh, due to APIs changing and whatnot and me forgetting to update them. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if it disappears from your platform, uh, just holler at me and I will fix it. Um, as well as... Uh, you know, um, leave us an iTunes review if you really want to help us out. Uh, episodes go live every Sunday, and uh, till next week, don't touch that dial. This is Halcyon Frequency, signing off. I have an old cat to feed, so I'm going to go